From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's more wide open than ever. I genuinely think the NBA playoffs are more watchable than ever, more unpredictable than ever, more exciting than ever. That being said, we're going to have to get used to exciting, incredible storylines that don't include the Lakers, if you ask me. But not everybody agrees. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let me start here, Harry. I, I feel like i got to start here almost every day because there's new listeners constantly that may not know. I grew up a Lakers fan. I have no anti-Lakers blood in me. I don't have any dog in the fight one way or the other. Like, I don't have some universal current NBA fandom in my life. Like, I realized at some point that it just takes too much out of my soul to sit there and watch my beloved Raiders get beat over and over and over and over and over again. So my fandom to everything else sort of died off on the sides because I can't take the beat down. Now, if I could go back 20 years and, and relive all of this history, maybe I would have become more passionate about the Lakers in the Raiders because frankly frankly uh, all the Raiders have done is break my heart if I'd have just stayed with the Lakers as my primary team growing up you would think I'd be much happier today so I'm just saying that to say like I look I got no ill will for the for the Lakers it's just I don't think they're as good as people say they are. And at some point, you know how that that happens like when something just gets overhyped and overhyped and overhyped eventually it's like Forrest Gump. You're just tired of it. I'm tired of the movie Forrest Gump. I'm tired of the movie known as the L.A. Lakers. Life's like a box of chocolates. These are cheap, bad chocolates I don't want. Can I, can I ask you a question? Because yeah. yeah. I'm laughing so hard right my now. My mom. If you're going to ask the, the, who hurt me, it's my mom. No, 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 okay. no. Does Laker Nation have you uh, a little scared right now? Oh, no. I ain't, I ain't scared. <laughs> look, look. I, let me say this clearly. And De Evan and Devin, feel free to cut this off and use this for the world. I will remind oh, everybody. Man. I grew up a fat kid that played the violin. There's nothing that Lakers fans can say to me that's worse than sixth grade girls, all right? So, look, I went through it. I lived it. I had angst in my heart. <laughs> I ain't scared of Laker Nation. Come on now. All right, I'm so. Sorry. That being, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with, with you, me. okay? Right. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got friends uh, on call. When we do my clapback video, which I'm going to do, like, when the Lakers get eliminated by the Grizzlies, which I'm still very confident in, when that happens, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write, like, a whole dish track to the Lakers. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to have somebody film a music video for it. We're going to do a whole thing on... on but but but, ch but check this out, though. That's if they end up playing the Grizzlies. That's why it's a must-win for the Lakers tonight, though, Fitz. Oh, look it's at a, you it's, it's, doing my job a, getting us on point. That's no, it's, what no, I'm <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a must-win for the Los Angeles Lakers because of the deficiencies that the Minnesota Timberwolves have. They don't have no Rudy Gobert. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. No Rudy Gobert. Also, no Jaden McDaniels, right? Two guys who who anchored the defense for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it's, it's it should be no excuse for the Los Angeles Lakers not to win this matchup tonight. Also, if they win this game tonight, it gives them four days off until they play again Sunday. You lose this matchup, then you got to play again on Friday, 
And then right after you play Friday, if you win that matchup, you got to play Sunday for, you know, two guys in Anthony Davis and LeBron James, who's been banged up over the last few years. And also D'Angelo Russell, who's been banged up as well this season. I think that four day rest is going to be very valuable to their team and also those players as individuals. Look, I think the Lakers are going to absolutely roll the Timberwolves. I really do. I think the Lakers are a better basketball team. If this were 100 on 100, I might see it a little differently. It isn't. And frankly, I'm still stunned that Utah gave the L.A. the the run that they gave them in that last game of the season, right? I think the Lakers are going to come out, make a statement, make a point, and they are going to absolutely demolish Minnesota. If they don't, then is mm, it not mm, fair mm. at that point to start saying, what are we doing? Like, I, I And this is, this is the point I keep making with you. You know, I live in a world where I've got – I've got smart analysts saying, well, you know what? Don't don't sleep on Minnesota. And and if they lose to Minnesota, don't sleep on, you know, New Orleans or Oklahoma City, particularly New Orleans, right? Like I, I, I hear that. But how am I supposed to justify that in the same sentence in my mind as like, yeah, but this is a team that can beat the Grizzlies? Like the Grizzlies are much better in my mind than the Timberwolves. They're much better than the Pelicans. They're much better than Oklahoma City. And if we're lumping the Lakers in with those teams as don't take them for granted, then it's hard for me not to look at the Grizzlies and say they're better than the Lakers too. Well, here's the here's the situation you don't want if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's just say the the Pelicans win the game that they're playing and the Lakers lose the game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now you're going against a team who has C.J. McCollum, who can score at will, who also has Brandon Ingram, who can score at will. And I wouldn't count out Valanchunas as being a guy that can score when he wants to score the basketball because he's had some big games for this team this season. Herbert Jones is a defensive guy that can get you stops and pretty much guard anybody on the court. Troy Murphy the third, he he showed up this season. So I don't think you want to be in a situation if you're if if you're the Los Angeles Lakers going against the New Orleans Pelicans if they win their matchup and also having guys coming off the bench and Jackson Hayes and Dyson Daniels their first round draft pick and Josh Richardson I don't I don't think you want to be in that situation if you're the Lakers on a one day's rest after losing tonight yeah will be two days rest two days rest yeah and then the other part of that is they would have to turn around play Friday and then start a series against Memphis on in Sunday. Memphis on Sunday like well, that- no 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 not not if they lose it'll be against the Denver Nuggets now oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. My, my bad. You're, you're right. They'd have to go to Denver to play. So it is a worst case scenario for them. Now, that being said, again, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, is confident that I'm wrong because this is what he thinks the Lakers can do in the playoffs. The Lakers are going to the NBA finals. When you look at the Western Conference and you look at if they potentially match up with the Memphis Grizzlies, they're going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They could beat any team in the West, including the Memphis Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. So when I look at them and what they've been doing over the last two months, I had them going to the NBA Finals. I mean, the hard part about that is, and and look, Perk just sort of casually mentions it. To get to the NBA Finals, I believe that this Lakers team would have to beat Memphis, which you obviously know I don't think they could do. Then they will have to beat, what, uh, at that point they'd have to beat Golden State and they'll have to beat the, the Suns. All three mm-hmm. of those teams, they, they would have to take down at some point, right? They may have yep. to take down the Nuggets there. So when you start talking about those teams, those are all teams that are clearly better right now, in my mind, than anything the Lakers are putting on the table. Like, Well, well I'll say this, and I love Kendrick Perkins. My brother played with them in New Orleans and whatnot. Uh, but did you used to watch the show Living Color back in the oh, day? Oh, God, yeah, of course, of course. Two snaps and a pop. Uh, <laughs> and as I say the pop, I got to say stop, Perk, stop. <laughs> Because it's the Lakers are not going to the NBA Finals. 
Uh, even if they get to the Western Conference Finals, I don't see them beating whoever they'll be facing at that time. They'll be so doggone wore out by that point. So they're not going to the NBA Finals. Let's just go ahead and stop that right now. They're, Two fingers in a stop. I mean, pop. And, <laughs> I love that this is going to be the only show all day that gave you a living color. Uh, Hated reference. it. Uh, there's, there's some element in my mind that this comes down to two things. All of the conversation in the West comes down to two things. There are brands we know and trust. And I do mean brands. Like the Lakers, LeBron, AD, brand we know and trust. The Warriors, the Splash Brothers, brand we know and trust. Kevin Durant, the Suns, brand we know and trust. So part of it's the fact that there are brands we know and trust that are huge brands with championship caliber players that we've seen do it before. So we have what I love, proof of concept. The other part of it is there are brands that just people don't know what to make of yet. I mentioned earlier, we don't really know what to make of Sacramento because they've never been in this situation. We don't know if the Grizzlies have grown up, frankly, enough to go through the playoffs that they, the way they need to go through the playoffs. We don't know if this version of Denver – and look, uh, there's just a lot of people out there that don't watch Denver basketball. That's just real. Like, the the back-to-back -back MVP that could become the back-to-back-to-back -back -back MVP could walk into a local Starbucks, and I'm not sure anybody even in Denver would know who the hell he is. So you've got this moment where people haven't really paid attention, close attention to Denver, and you haven't seen him do it in the playoffs before. Memphis has given everybody an easy yeah but all year from the way they've acted off the court, and we don't know if they can do it in the playoffs. And Sacramento's – Never been here before. So it becomes really easy to take these other teams. I just don't know that I can rule out the best in the West that easily. Well, no, like especially if the Denver Nuggets play like the team that they were before the last 15 games of the season. But if you look up and down their roster, you see athleticism, you see shot makers, you see guys that have played a lot of basketball. I, I'm, I was so impressed recently with Bruce Brown, him having 30-plus points um, in a ball game. But also you, you got a veteran in Jeff Green coming off the bench. But I think the key for Denver – to me, is going to be Michael Porter Jr. And what Michael Porter Jr. shows up and throughout these playoffs because he's a young guy uh, with a lot of upside, but I'm looking forward to seeing his growth throughout these playoffs this season. Well, the Lakers might be overhyped. They might be over-talked about. They might be overrated, and they might have no chance at a title. But there's another team in sports that are saying, hold my beer, because it's even worse with them. We'll talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. NBA postseason is here, and we kick it off with a play-in tournament doubleheader. First in Toronto, the Raptors welcome the Chicago Bulls. Then we head to New Orleans where the Pelicans face the Oklahoma City Thunder. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Got a little breaking NFL news for you here on ESPN Radio. Two sources have told Jenna Lane, ESPN's Jenna Lane, that Bucks inside linebacker Devin White has requested a trade. A story coming to ESPN.com. We'll get you more information when we have it. But uh, certainly, Harry, quickly, I will say here, when you see the Bucks right now, this isn't uh, this isn't Brady's Bucks. This is a rebuilding Bucks program uh, that understands where they are right now, and they are a long way from winning any real football game. So Devin White wants out, wants a chance to go somewhere else. I have to wonder if that's looking around the landscape and see. Just like being brutally honest, you look around the landscape one day and you say, 
man, we got no money and we're going to suck. I'd rather go somewhere where that, that has money that's not going to suck. Like, it, uh, oversimplification. Well, let's, just say, let's just say the proof is in the pudding. The writing's on the wall when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Tom Brady isn't there. They're not going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl this season. Baker Mayfield's not their quarterback backed up by Kyle Trash, or if they're going to have a quarterback competition. Uh, I'm not too fond of that uh, as, uh, uh, at all. But then it's also an older team, right? We see that that, that older team kind of played them a little bit last season when it came to playing a lot younger teams. But also, you know, from Devin White's perspective, rightfully so. Like, if you want a chance to compete and, and win in a high level in this league, I'm okay with him requesting a trade because I don't, th- don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be anywhere near winning this season. Yeah, and I think there's such a fine line for players where, you know, you want players to be part of something that they're building. And I, I, I don't think it's unfair for most fans to look at it and say, well, you're, you're a key. We need you. But also, if you look around and see the writing on the wall that you're in massive rebuild mode, I can't fault you for being like, man, I want to go somewhere where I can be great and win. And when you're great and you win, you also usually make more money. So, like, all of those things come together at once. It's Fitz and Harry. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Speaking of a little NFL news, it is time. You know what we've been doing? We've been giving you the best and worst possibilities for two teams every single day. It's time for the ceiling and the floor. As we storm toward the NFL draft. So, you ready for the draft? Let's get started. It's time to look at every team's ceiling. Like the ceiling can hold. Every team's floor. This is Ceiling and Floor. The ceiling is the roof. On Fitz and Harry. All right, so it's a simple principle. We get two teams, one from the NFC and one from the AFC every single day. We then figure out what the best case scenario is for that team and what the worst case scenario is for that team. Devin, what's the first team? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, we all know Mike Tomlin always wins football games, but Harry, the ceiling or the floor for the Steelers? What you got? Uh, For the ceiling, I'm going to go playoffs, right? Because I believe in Mike Tomlin and what he's been able to do with the lack of what he's had the last few years. Also, this team is different when T.J. Watt is on the team. You see the wins start to pile up when he's there, but when he's not there, you see the losses in the column start to uh, pile up as well. I think Kenny Pickett going into his second season is going to be very valuable. I think he learned a lot from year one. Also, George Pickens and that relationship between him, but also Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren is a guy that I think that can complement Najee Harris really, really well. Fitz, We covered him a lot at, at uh, Oklahoma State when he was in college and a fantastic player. But also adding left guard Isaac uh, Samello, who came from the Philadelphia Eagles. That was big for this offensive line. Defensively, they also added Patrick Peterson, which is huge for them. But as long as they have T.J. Watt and Fitzpatrick at the safety position, I think they're solid across the board. They just got to get their offense up to float, in which I think in year two behind Kenny Pickett, they will be able to do. Well, you mentioned their offense. It was a problem for them last year. 308 uh, points for That is the lowest in their division by far. Uh, here's the, I, I think the ceiling is probably the playoffs, but I think that road is pretty difficult because I'm going to presume uh, that Cincinnati runs it back and they're great. I'm going to presume if I give a little benefit of the doubt that Deshaun Watson knocks some of the rust off and is a better quarterback. The, the Browns went 7-10 and 10 last year in a year where they didn't have the best of the best from him. If the Ravens have Lamar and OBJ, I feel pretty good about it. It's a tough division. And now I'm looking around at the number of wild card spots available. I can only say the ceiling is the playoffs for so many teams. 
Uh, right now, I feel like they're in the same category as a team like the Dolphins and a team like the Jets. But, man, it gets harder and harder. When you only have three wild card spots, and then I say the Dolphins, the Jets, the Ravens, the Browns, if they're any any better at all, the Chargers. That's a lot of teams to try and cram into three playoff spots. You just I, wait a minute. I think that's the ceiling, but I don't know. Like, like the great Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends, as I have my pen in the air, lifting it towards you, Fitz. When I look at the Steelers' schedule, I think that's one of the things that's going to be in their favor. They have eight games, and those eight games are against the Packers, Cardinals. Yes, I'm throwing the Patriots in there. The Titans, the Texans, the Colts, the Raiders, and the Rams. Their schedule might allow them to get into the playoffs because it's not a hard one. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I think the floor for them is obviously a winning season. That's all they ever have. But the floor for them is, is just on the outside looking in for the playoffs. I'm still a little worried, too about their point differential last year. I mean, uh, their their net points were, were the worst in the division and one of the worst uh, of the contenders that we're talking about. So I, I think there is still a little pause for concern. And I'm not, a, I'm not a Kenny Pickett believer to the level that some people are. I think Kenny Pickett is the king of the captain of okay. Like that's, I think they've got an okay quarterback. And over the next couple of years, they'll learn more and more about that okay quarterback. So the floor for me is just outside the playoffs looking in, but still a winning record because Mike Tomlin never loses. Okay, then. I'm down with that. Okay, we're down with that. All right. Let's go to the next team, Devin. Who do we have next? The Dallas Cowboys. Just when we thought the Lakers were the most overhyped, over-talked-about team in all the sports, the the Cowboys turned around and said, ah! All right, so what's the the ceiling for the Cowboys in your mind? I think the ceiling is the NFC Championship game. And the reason why I can't say Super Bowl is because you do have the Philadelphia Eagles and also the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think if – I think if Dallas was to play any one of those teams – in the NFC Championship game or before you got there, they would lose to both of those teams. Now, the floor for the Dallas Cowboys I have is a wild card spot because the NFC isn't that deep, uh, more so than the AFC. So that's my ceiling. That's my floor. But I like where the Cowboys are right now. I'm interested to see who they're going to take in the first round. Are they going to take a tight end? Are they going to take a running back to add to more weapons for Dak Prescott? Yeah, I I think for me – the ceiling is the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's usually the Super Bowl for this team. The ceiling to me is is they win their division, which puts them right in the conversation. Uh, 49ers, I think, are a better team. But I could see the Cowboys sort of weaseling their way in there. The ceiling's maybe a deep playoff run. Could be the Super Bowl. And that's all dependent on does Dak figure out how to limit the interceptions, right? Like, does Dak turn, turn back into the Dak of old? Because if not man, the floor becomes a massive rebuild. Like, the floor for the Cowboys, like, the the worst of the worst is that Dak can't figure it out, that through this whole process, Philadelphia runs it back. It turns out they they have everything they need to continue to be incredible. The Giants take another step forward. The Cowboys are the third best team in their own division, and they're on the outside looking in. That's a pretty hard floor for me to find, but I could see it. but, But why would you say the third best team? Well, I mean, if the Giants- I, 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 I will give them second best team. Let's let's be honest. Now, the Giants have only beaten the Cowboys one time since what I think 2017 or 16. Yeah, but and I, that game was without Dak Prescott. But I'm going to turn around and look at the the Giants and say, man, they either they were kissed by the gods this year or it was the beginning of something magical with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Like maybe they found the the potion and it was year one with their coaching staff. You know what I mean? Like if I want to stack up why the Giants can continue to grow, I can find that stack. Well, I want to get Devin in here. Devin, talk about your team. You think your team could leapfrog the Dallas Cowboys this season? I do think so. I'm a, 
I'm a big, I'm a big believer in uh, Brian Dable and what he's got going. I, I do think, okay. especially, I think the draft. They have ten draft picks to add. They added, you know, a couple guys in in free agency, including Darren Waller, Bobby Okereke from the Colts. So mm-hmm. they address some needs. I think, I, like you said, we've the, the the Cowboys have had our number for years now, but it's got to change at some point, And I'm I'm hoping that's this is the year for it. I'm not sure the Cowboys oh, like. I'm not sure the Giants turn around and suddenly sweep the Cowboys, but if the Cowboys can't figure out the Dak, the weirdness of what we saw from Dak last year throughout the course of the year, that will cost them enough games that even if they beat the Giants head-to-head, I could still see the Giants. Like, the Giants are banking that their mediocrity is going to be better than mediocrity. And I don't mean that to sound as harsh as it sounds. I can just feel Devin's eyes piercing me from the behind. <laughs> like, I, I don't mean it. Okay, now I can see those eyes. Who? No, Giants? Right. Who? Giants? Uh, but I could see where the Cowboys' floor, you know, it could make it difficult. Now, Harry says the Cowboys' floor is making the playoffs. I'll tell you why that would lead to massive changes in the Big D. We'll tell you about that. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This is Fitz and Harry. I gotta tell you about another artist. His name is Lucky Day, and he has a song called Concentrate. So, fellas, if you, or ladies, if you're having a nice evening with your significant other, uh-huh. and you Go decide on. that you want to put on some nice R&B music, what we're playing today will help you guys or your ladies out tremendously. What was the song called? Uh, concentrate? Concentrate by Lucky Day. All it's right. a phenomenal one. Hey, play some Concentrate if you want to consummate The question is, in part... What's the floor for the Cowboys, but also what's the consequence when they hit that floor? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Before we get to that, Harry, I must address, I have been slandered on Twitter. I've been slandered on social media in a way I cannot stand for. I will not accept certain things on social media. Ryan tweeted and said, there's no way you are a true at Lakers uh, if you are picking them to lose to the Grizzlies. No chance. You just grew up picking teams that were winning in the moment. Sorry, just the truth. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I made it very clear that as a kid, I was a Lakers fan. I'm 45, so I'm no longer a child, despite what most of you think of my voice. More importantly, I have a Raiders tattoo. If I was just going to jump on the bandwagon of teams that's, that, that, that win, why in God's green earth would I still be a Raiders fan? I get kicked in the no-no places every single year. My heart get, gets ripped out. Hope is stolen from me. I lose my joy every fall, and I sit there like the idiot I am every Sunday presuming that this week's going to be different because I'm that guy. And now you're going to say I pick teams that win? Ryan, you suck. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Unlike my beloved Raiders. <laughs> I don't have a favorite NBA team. Like, I grew up. I grew out of that. I don't have enough room in my heart like, for can, that level of fandom. Look, can we make a bet? Like, whoever, whatever team that we love, like, has the best record, the opposite person has to take us out for a nice dinner. I like to make bets I have a chance at winning. Like, when do I, like, and now Devin's giving me the where's your fandom look? Oh, don't you even. No, no, like, no. Before you say anything, we got to see what the Caesars uh, win totals odds are. If, if it's way off base, and I'm with you. But if they're similar, then be a man and make the bet. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, there's no way that the win totals are, are close for the Raiders and anybody else in this room. Like, How do you know? How okay, do you know? I'm, I'm looking now. I'm, I'm looking now to see if I can find the win totals. Uh, this is This is not current not necessarily like wildly current but 
Hey, Ryan, why would you do that? Why would you tweet that to Fitz? I you mean, see what you just started? This, this is what <laughs> happens, Ryan. Like, I've been called a lot of things. I've been called a lot of things. But a Fairweather fan? Nay! I will not accept a Fairweather fan. I think the over-under on the Raiders is seven and a half wins uh, seven is half. the best I can find here. What oh, my the God. Falcons? The Falcons are seven and a half, too. This must be wrong. Ah, this must be wrong. Go. This must be, you be know what? Be a man, like Devin said. <laughs> be a man. And make the bet. Oh, you know what? Uh, well, well, let's verify this, gentlemen. As let's my coach in college can used we to say, find, don't be a coward. Be a man. Can we be a man. Can we find the most current over-under numbers for the NFL uh, as, as we speak? Our producer extraordinaire, Evan, is pulling them up for us. This will help make this decision. I know this is really So did you radio. just read something on air that you're not 100% well, sure I read it from accurate? A, I'm, I read it from a site that, that has several different... Uh, they have several different lines there. So, like, I just want to make sure that we have it from the lines that we like. So, I just need the over-under win totals. And I like how you're so condescending about it, but I'm watching you search, and you can't find it quickly either, Evan. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm I'm spitting fire now because of Ryan. Uh, all right. There's, there's no golf to watch today, Evan. Uh, <laughs> 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 a regular season win totals for the Raiders is, is still it's seven and a half, and the Falcons are also seven and a half. What are we doing? Time to make a bet, baby. Right. What are, what are we doing? We're making a bet then. I've just, been, I've just been peer pressured into a bet. What is this? Uh, is this another dinner? Like, we already have yes. a, we already, already Who have cares? a dinner. I, you know I eat all the time, and I know you love eating as well. You, you got to take the staff out, too. Than me right now. Okay, this is a, this is, this is. <laughs> Look at Devin. You got to take the staff out. This is a staff. <laughs> like, we already have one dinner. I'm trying to rack up free dinners here. We already have one dinner on the, the books as a bet between the Mets and the Braves. Now, clearly, for anyone just uh, tuning into this show for the first time, I picked the Mets simply to try. Troll Harry. See, that's where I just want to be clear here because Ryan's now accused me of being a fairweather. I want to, I want everyone to understand that that's not real fandom. All right, I'm just clarifying that. I'm still going to win and I'm still going to troll him, but I am a fan of only one team in my life, and that is my beloved Raiders. I'm just, I'm just okay. I, like, like I've had my, I've, so, I've so had my integrity question. The same bet. Um, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. You're taking the Raiders, right? For for win total this year, Kyle. Yeah, I feel terrible about this. Evan, yeah. you're going to have to keep track of these bets somewhere. Uh, you know what? Uh, tell you what. For this one, we'll do we'll do two things. We'll do a meal. All right. We'll do a meal uh, for the whole staff, and then uh, you know, you and I will just do one drink because I'm not buying I'm not buying Evan or Devin drinks. So like one drink of your choice. Like well, you know, one 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 drink. Cool. All right. There yeah. we go. Uh, Wait, so it was just one drink, not even dinner? No, it's dinner it? for the staff. Oh, gotcha, well. gotcha. And, uh, but I'm not buying y'all's drinks because you're just sitting here putting no skin in the game. Like, you guys I'll haven't put some put... skin in the game. Oh, somehow. you're putting skin in the game? Yeah, I'll do some. So we'll figure it out. I mean, so do we do whoever's team uh, loses that, like, uh, suddenly is Devin buying Let's put the Giants dinner? in. The, well, I think they're eight and a half, so it's one more, one more game if we want to do that. Well, the Gi- I mean, you think the Falcons going to win more games than the Giants, Harry? A little <laughs> slow. Uh, here, here, Said again. I'm sorry. I had to plug my thing you, back you, in. You think, you, the, you think the Do you think the Giants will win more games than Atlanta? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. All right, nope. now, all right, Dev. You, Dev, you win on this bet. You win on this. Like Evan's yeah. got, Evan's got no skin in this. I don't at, at all. all. Right. I, I think we all know the Jets are likely to win the most games out of all of these teams, right? So does Caesars. Nine and a half, baby. Nine and a half. Okay. That's all right, a, so so Evan, say, Caesar, say the number the way, for all the teams for us. What what is Caesars? Caesars has nine and a half for the Jets, eight and uh-huh. a half for the Giants, seven and a half for each of our teams. All right, okay, so cool. right now uh, it, it's saying that Evan would be the clear favorite. But now, are we making this a show wide bet? Whoever's team wins the least out of all of us, that person is buying the team dinner. 
Oh, I'll sign yes. up for that. Okay. Yes. Sign up. No, like, well, can I wait till Zach Wilson's not? No, 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 This is a now or never bet. This is a now or never. Okay. I'll take it now. And and okay. uh, we're all clear that this is going to be at a like. Do we do we want to establish what level of establishment we're going to? Like, is this a Fleming's dinner or is this a Chili's dinner or is this a Wendy's dinner? What are we doing here, boys? Well, I know what I'm eating. You know, I'm eating steak, baby. <laughs> well, like steak you, between two buns you, is called Wendy's because it tastes just as good as I like steak. Outback. Your, yeah. your team just better win. Yeah, I like Outback. Devin just said I like. Well, see, Outback. I, I like I like Outback too, though. Okay, but so I, I prefer Longhorn over Outback. Okay, so it's going to be a steak dinner and it'll be Fleming's. If it's hairy and it'll be it'll be oh, no. alpaca oh, no, with no, the rest no, of us. No, 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 no. I, I no, mean, no. if it's hairy, I'm I'm going for Ruth Chris. Okay, Ruth Chris. Yeah. Well, but we do, can't. Y'all can't do that. Like well, y'all can't. See, he's right. He's right. It's got to be even better all the way across the board. Ruth Chris, it is. So, so just right, to cool. get this straight, it's the team. Lowest win total has to buy. Right. The biggest loser is this. going to buy. I feel yeah, great. Fitz, the Giants Fitz is taking us. This is a great bet. I'm going to have to use whatever I win when the Bucks end up playing the Suns in the NBA Finals, and I'm going to have to just spin that forward to uh, to, to get the Roost Chris with a little, like, pat of butter that's sizzling on the little plate. Oh, it's going to be. But, see, that's why I love our show, because everyone is involved in things, and no one is scared. Like, like that's what I love about Fitz and Harry. Yeah. Like, one band, one sound, baby. Yeah, that's. If you can see him, he's looking a little scared in yeah here. no 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 like i i know i just made a bad pet but you know what uh, i blame ryan oh uh, this is all ryan's fault specifically ryan alexander on twitter i blame you specifically for what just happened because now i've had I've, I've had everything questioned now i'm putting myself in a corner and bets i didn't need to make uh all right we'll tell you what changes could be coming to one team if they miss the playoffs i promise you we would we will i promise we'll do it next fits and harry on espn radio fits and harry the podcast First time I met Paul Feinbaum, I was in Charlotte, ESPNU, my first day ever. Oh, Paul. Marcus Spears was in the green room. He was getting changed. I got nowhere to get changed. I walk into the bathroom. I'm like, all right, I got nowhere to get changed. I'm just going to get changed here. The minute I drop my pants, <laughs> pants on the ground, Paul Feinbaum walks in the bathroom. <laughs> just looks at me, and I was like, hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> I'm Fitz. <laughs> and he just looked at me for a minute, and he's like, hey, man. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I'll keep my pants on for this one. Maybe. All right. What? Poor, poor, poor Paul. Uh, well, you know, he's doing okay. He, he didn't score him too much. He seemed, uh, I saw him, you know, <laughs> later, in, in, a couple of years later, saw him in the airport. He said hi. He, uh, you know, so I, I, it, it seems like we're still friends, even though he's, you know, he's seen me in my skivvies. See me but you also feel you feel in on on his show sometimes too, though, right? Uh, well, I I did, well, you did. I, I did, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a yeah, that's a labor of love. I'm they not, love I'm you a, down there, right? I'm gonna hard pass on that they, in the future. They love you down south, yeah, man. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, fine, but mm, all right. Uh, Fitz and Harry, uh, uh, where they uh, they I, I got no segue. I was gonna try and get us to Cowboys, and I can't. So I'm just gonna go straight there. We said earlier the floor and the ceiling for the Cowboys, and the question is the floor because you mentioned the floor is. A wild card berth for them. Yeah. The playoffs, but not a division championship. The question is, what happens to their coaching staff if that's where they end up? Well, here's the thing. Like, we've seen this team last year, right, win, win the first round uh, of, the, of their playoff game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of things didn't go right in that game, particularly the quarterback position didn't play well. 
So I'm looking at this team coming into this season. I think for them, I don't think it can just be win one game and then Mike McCarthy is back. I believe they have to have a, a NFC Championship appearance in order for Mike McCarthy to come back. Now, whatever happens in that game, pending that it's not on Mike McCarthy, um, if they lose that football game, because I don't believe they're going to win it if they get there. But if Mike McCarthy is the reason why they they they, they don't they don't lose that game, or the, he's not the reason why they lose, I think he'll be back. We also you got to realize there's a lot of pressure on him because now he's going to take over the play calling duties. So with that alone, there are going to be eye, eyeballs on him, and the microscope will be on Mike McCarthy this entire season. Also, can he get Dak Prescott not to turn the football over like he did a year ago? And he said he wanted to run the football more. I thought they ran the football very effective in 2022. But he said he wants to, you know, run it even that much more. Getting Brandon Cooks in a trade to go alongside of C.D. Lamb was very valuable because you need that person to take the top off the defense. Now, can this offensive line be better than they were a year ago and also be the anchor for this offense to move forward? I think context always matters in these conversations because, to your point, it's so easy right now to be like, it's Super Bowl or bust for the Cowboys. I mean, is it? Like, uh, what we know is the Cowboys need to be better. We know that Dak needs to be better. We know that if Dak throws too many picks again this year, there are going to be really loud conversations about finding another quarterback. I think those are all reasonable things to say. But when it comes down to what happens if all they do is make the playoffs, that's where it gets tough, Harry, because you're absolutely right. Like, what if they make the playoffs? What if they win their division and they get to the playoffs and suddenly they're facing an undefeated 49ers team that's won every game by 22 points and they lose? Like, Okay. I mean, look at Joe Burrow as a perfect example. If I had told you a couple of years ago that Joe Burrow would go to a Super Bowl, we would have been shocked. And now, like, that's just part of what's normal for Cincinnati. Now, you have to have the context of he went to the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl. Why did he lose the Super Bowl? Who did he lose the Super Bowl to? Like, I just think context matters in these conversations. For the Cowboys, it's about playing better than they played last year. It's about the offense taking a big step forward. It's about making sure that Dak returns to who Dak is. And it's about making sure that you feel like the team is in the Super Bowl conversation. But that doesn't mean you necessarily have to win a Super Bowl to win or to, to keep your job. Well, I, th I think the two main things in, a, in the entire equation is that is Dak Prescott going to be better? Well, guess who's calling the pays, plays now? It's, gonna, it's Mike McCarthy. So he has his hands in Dak Prescott even more so than he did beforehand. Also, can this team, when they get to the playoffs, can Mike McCarthy not be the reason why they lose? I think that's very important because if it's someone else – um, and it's not on the offensive end or from a play call that Mike McCarthy made, I think he'll be okay. But they also can't lose 37 to nothing in a playoff matchup against whoever they're going against because that's also going to be a reflection of the head coach. So Mike McCarthy can't be the reason why they lose in the playoffs. And also Dak Prescott has to play at a level because Mike McCarthy having more hands-on with the offense and calling the plays with Dak Prescott. It's, it's also a, a little bit when I think about the NFC the NFC just feels a little more wide open and unpredictable, right? In the sense of like a, a decent team can make a decent can make a long run. The AFC, I keep saying this: either you've got a guy, either you've got an incredible quarterback in the AFC, or you don't have a chance, right? Like mm -hmm. it's easy to see that in the NFC. It's hard to find that many teams that right now I would say I bank everything on Fitz and Harry. By the way, presented by Progressive Insurance, looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay and benefits. Mike McCarthy might be soon. Go to progressive.com/careers and apply online today. I mean, I I think at some point 
it's it, part of the reason there are expectations with the Cowboys is the brand, the players, the stars, Jerry Jones, but also the fact that the NFC it doesn't have Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, all these players just sitting right there, stacked one on top of. The, if Deshaun Watson returns to the form of who Deshaun Watson used to be, like the quarterback gauntlet in the AFC is much more difficult. And in the NFC, the Cowboys not only are a good team, but they have one of the quarterbacks that's in the upper echelon of that gauntlet. That has to matter. Yes, it does. But here's the thing. Your quarterback that's in the upper echelon in the NFC can't be the reason why you're losing games or turning the football over. And especially when you get to playoff time, Mm -hmm. as we've seen against the San Francisco 49ers, he can't be the guy that's not holding his weight and making the plays necessary to advance in the playoffs. That's that's one thing that can happen. And you look at the NFC, right? You talk about Jalen Hurts. You talk about Kirk Cousins. Um, Who else can I even throw out there right now? Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers – Brock if the trade Purdy. goes through, Brock <laughs> Purdy. You see what I'm saying? Well, we're, we're listing quarterbacks. It's not even that many anymore in the NFC. So I, I just think this is a year for the Dallas Cowboys and also for um, Dak Prescott to make some noise because past this year, you might not have that opportunity if you're the head coach and Mike McCarthy. Fitz and Harry brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, so we've got two games tonight. Uh, we've got Atlanta at Miami. Who you got in that one? I'm going with Atlanta, baby. Of course. Uh, there's ah, no... ah! Okay, okay. Somebody please cut that off. That's of my hawk. That's my hawk. Minnesota at the Lakers. Are we both taking the Lakers here? Yes, sir. Lake show. Okay. It's, it, it's going to be the Lakers. One or two things happens. The Lakers and everybody's fine. They win tonight. They lose, and there's absolute total chaos absolutely everywhere. Kenny and Carlin going to join you next. No chaos there. Just greatness. Thanks for hanging out with us. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.